The Gospel according to Mark. To you, O Lord. Now, after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is ripe. The kingdom of God has come near. Turn around and believe the good news. Now, as Jesus was passing by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew. They were casting their nets into the sea because they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they left their nets and followed Jesus. A little farther along, Jesus came and saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in the boat mending their nets, and Jesus called to them, and they immediately left their father Zebedee and the hired hands in the boat, and they followed Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Be seated. Why don't you hold on? I just got this one. Th- I just got it. No, that was a nice. This is a good move, Tegan. I like that. I got this thing I got to do. <clears throat> so, uh, a little while ago, many years ago, I had a spiritual director named Father Bill. Father Bill was somebody who helped me listen for God in my life. And one day I was visiting with Father Bill, and we were walking around the grounds of the Loyola house where he lived. And I was telling him all about all of these things that were wrong and all of these things that I and we all needed to do about. All these changes that had to be made. Father Bill just sort of listened and thought for a moment and said, you know, Clark, what I've learned is that it's your tendency to want to change things right away. So when you say you think that that's what God's calling you to do, I hear you. I don't hear God. So why don't you try to be patient? Because when the Lord calls you, you will know it. So spiritual director pick up that word director and think about direction because that's what Jesus is doing in these stories, what God is doing in all of these stories we hear. Changing our direction. Just like Colin's changing dad's direction. So God obviously changed Jonah's direction. God changed Nineveh's direction. God, through Jesus, invited all of Galilee to change their direction. Time is ripe. The time is right. It's fulfilled. God's kingdom is near. Turn around. Change your direction. Believe this good news. And then it was Jesus individually walking by the Sea of Galilee saying, follow me about changing direction. Follow me. 
They left their nets, their father. They interrupted their work. God interrupted their work and invited them to continue God's work. Jesus changed their direction. There's a lot of things that we could focus on here. There's a lot going on. I just want us to notice the time was ripe. Those relationships were ripe. You could kind of think that this was a magical thing that happens here. It's a supernatural call. Jesus is amazing, godly charisma at work. I don't think there was any God dust at work. I don't think there was a sort of a Cupid angel just hiding in everyone's blind spot, funking them with an arrow so that when Jesus called, they were ready. I believe that Jesus had met these guys before. Jesus had walked that shore of Galilee before. Jesus knew what they cared about. Jesus knew who they were. They knew Jesus, and they knew what Jesus stood for. The relationship was ripe. The time was also ripe, and I just want you to consider what the galvanizing, what kind of a galvanizing event that might have been for folks. John the Baptist was arrested. The Gospel of John suggests that some of the people Jesus first called were, were disciples of John. There were people who had caught the vision that John came to share. And here that vision was cut off, stopped, Arrested. And here Jesus knew what to do and who to call. And they knew because of that event what was necessary, how to answer. It's about the people in our lives, the events, the natural things in which Jesus is inviting us to change our direction. Earlier this week, Monday actually, got an email from my friend Dan that our friend Mike was in some serious trouble and had been for some time. You know that every year around the 4th of July, Sarah and I have our own little reunion with friends from seminary. About a dozen of us classmates and spouses and all their kids well, what happened was, Mike and Dan, who live in San Diego, we had sent Mike a Christmas card to the church where he serves. And this week it came back to us. Last week it came back to us. Return to sender. We thought, what's going on? So, we, so Sarah emailed Dan, and Dan emailed the whole group and said, this is what's been going on since October. In October, our dear friend Mike has had a complete meltdown in the pulpit, said some really nasty things and then just walked out and nobody could stop him. And then he simply disappeared for a really long time. And the people in the congregation were worried about him. And so they forced their way into his apartment while he was gone. And they found some signs that he had been abusing drugs. And Mike suddenly came back on the scene, showed up again and seemed like he was ready for rehab, for 
changing his direction. Then Mike disappeared again, along with the money from the sale of his condo. And the best that anybody knows is that he's in Las Vegas now, not answering his cell phone, not responding to texts, not answering emails. My friend Dan has been in touch with Mike as best he could through this whole time, and in touch with the bishop, and in touch with Mike's mom and Mike's sister, who at this point believe there's nothing that they can do but pray for Mike. The people and the events, and the call to us in this moment and in this news. I mean, the time seemed ripe for me for some self-examination. Some self-examination around what it is that I do to stay healthy, to stay grounded, to stay connected to the people who love me and the things that feed me and fill me. It was also the time that our friend Leave just felt called to connect with every one of us in this group who love Mike. She picked up the phone and she called us and she said, how are you? And we're like, really? How are you? Do you have friends where you live? Do you have a community there that supports you? How can I support you? There was also the promise that God was near in that call from our friend Leave, in the faithfulness of our friend Dan to try to stay engaged with Mike. And in all of this, the voice of God, the voice of Jesus inviting us to change direction. Maybe not a major course correction, but the kind of everyday reorienting, following Jesus. Last week we talked about what it means to listen to God, and you all shared a lot of wisdom about that, and and I'm sharing it back to you, the things that you shared with me. I hope you picked up one of those half sheets on the way in there on the way out. All of this has everything to do with listening to the Lord, listening to ourselves, and knowing our tendencies, the ways that we can get pulled off the path, tending to the people and the events in our lives, and really listening. I mean, the State of the Union address was this week, and Sarah turned it on, and I planned to listen too, but then I got my laptop out, and I was doing something else. I could see and hear sort of something, but I didn't catch anything that was really going on. The really good news is, is that the, when the Lord calls, you know it. Even if it takes getting swallowed by a fish spit out on land. The truth is that there are others who are fishing for our attention. That little beginning of the story, after John was arrested, there it was. Someone else fishing for the attention of God's people. I mean, what direction do you think the folks who arrested John, what direction do you think those, they wanted those fishermen to go? But even the Gospel of Mark does not give attention 
to them. The very next word is Jesus. All of those who would want to arrest and capture our attention and have us go in their own ungodly ways. Jesus is there. And the gospel focuses us on Jesus and his message that the time is ripe, that God's kingdom is near for us to turn around and believe. I think a big part of this is turning around from fear and from the autopilot of fear to following, to moving in a new direction, eyes on Jesus. In one of my earliest memories, my ver- very, my first memory of myself and my family is one of fear. It's a memory of me frozen in fear. And I believe that that has a lot to do with why my first impulse is often to change something. I have this need that doesn't come from God but from myself to prove that I'm not afraid. But it's been in following Jesus, eyes on Jesus, through the the people in my life, the events in my life, that I've learned to transform those things into real patience that involves waiting and thinking through things even in the face of a threat, involves real courage that does involve acting and choosing in the face of a threat, not in a knee-jerk way. The wisdom of Jesus, the ability to do both of those things at the same time, to be patient and to have courage at the same time. That's one of the ways that Jesus has changed my direction. Not just in a surface kind of a way, but in a deep way. This story goes on from here. Jesus calling Simon and Andrew and James and John. Jesus doesn't just lead them away from Galilee never to return. Jesus brings them back again. After they've learned a little bit about who Jesus is, they come back to their homes there and then they cross over that sea. And this is Susanna's favorite story about the boat and the storm and how Jesus says, do not be afraid and calms it. Calms their fear the threat. So just carry with you today, maybe the rest of this week, a wondering, an openness to what is a threat in your life? What is a threat in our life together as all saints? And what would you be doing? What would we be doing together as we turned around and believed this good news, that the time is ripe, that God's kingdom is oh so near, because Jesus Christ, crucified and risen, is closer to us than we are to ourselves.
Jesus is changing our direction. One day, one person, one event at a time. And so we can celebrate. Thanks be to God.